Today's podcast is a clip from a Renegade Integrated Group Coaching Call. We talk about not giving into cravings and strategies to prevent cravings from happening in the first place. Have a listen and enjoy. Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. A food craving is an intense desire for a specific food, and these desires can sometimes feel completely uncontrollable. Um, and sometimes you just can't satisfy your like hunger for that particular thing that you're craving. And so first of all, I just want to address that the food cravings are extremely common. Okay, so you're not weak for having them and you're not weak for giving into them. And everybody experiences food cravings differently. Researchers uh, suggest that males tend to go for more like savory types of foods, whereas females tend to go for foods that are sweet or high fat. And so the first thing when we talk about um, cravings and not giving into your cravings is understanding where they come from and why you get them. And so researchers believe that uh, the cravings that you get, uh, not just because of like being mentally weak or anything like that, which was what you might kind of think, it's often sometimes due as a response, like a mental response to fatigue. Okay, so you're, you're actually tired and that's why you're craving a certain thing. It can be due to stress um, and it can also be an emotional response. Or it could just be that your body desires the nutrients and you actually haven't just eaten enough. And so there's two main types of cravings. So you've got your selective and your non-selective ones. So non-selective ones are the desire just to eat anything. Like you're just craving food full stop. And this can be the result of actual just real hunger or hunger pain. Okay, but it can also be a sign of thirst as well. So just drinking water may help with that. Now, whereas the selective cravings, they're a craving for a specific food. And so these are like when you crave like a particular chocolate bar or a chocolate bar or chips or something like that of a certain flavor. And so today we're going to be talking about selective cravings. And so selective cravings are often caused by an association with that particular food on your pleasure centers and or your association with that food and giving you energy, okay? And so our brains are actually pretty smart at knowing that a certain food gives a certain response. And so for example, when you're tired and your brain knows that, your, well, your brain's tired, it knows that a chocolate bar is gonna give you a quick energy boost or a sugar hit. And so that's where a lot of the craving actually occurs from. And it's that quick spike in energy that your brain is desiring. And so this is why we often crave foods later in the day, like early afternoon. A lot of people crave particular sweet foods at like sort of like three o'clock-ish um, or like two o'clock-itis or something like that. Or they crave, you guys might crave foods late at night, like after dinner, just before bed. Um, it's really common for people to get a craving at that point in the day as well. And so that's why it's important to know where your cravings tend to come from, because then if you can figure out where it comes from, we can prevent it from happening in the first place. And then you don't have to use willpower or mental toughness to stop yourself from eating that particular food. And so that's what we're going to discuss a little bit now. 
And so it's really common for people to beat themselves up about giving into a craving and feeling like they're a failure. And But it's just because you don't understand why you're getting it or you haven't put the thought into it. And so when we've been working with clients, the two top causes of cravings are fatigue and malnutrition. So not getting enough sleep or not getting the right nutrients in to uh, satisfy your needs. So let's address sleep first. If you're training hard, and working as well, and you're not getting uh, enough sleep, you're not getting at least sort of that eight hours, maybe minimum seven, then you're likely to get cravings, okay? And so from our experience of working with hundreds of athletes, the people that do not get enough sleep when we've tracked their sleep, they are getting other ones that commonly get cravings. And so this is one of the first things that you need to address is, are you getting eight hours of sleep? And so the only way to truly address that or to make sure you are getting your eight hours of sleep is to complete a sleep audit on yourself, okay? And so that's gonna be the process of you actually tracking exactly when you got to sleep and exactly when you uh, wake up. Um, and you can do this for about the course of a week. Now you can do this using apps, which um, they measure your noise, like you put them next to the side of your bed and it actually tracks um, your, like you can even get them there, they check, track how deep you're sleeping and things like that. Um, but you don't need to go to that extent. You can just do it manually and just in a written diary or something like that, or even in the notes in your phone, you can just go, cool, went to bed at 10 o'clock, think I got to sleep at about 10.30, um, and then woke up at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever time it is that you, that you wake up. And so this way, you're going to then be able to get um, some data and then you can make your assessment and your decisions for the future based off the data that you have, which is going to be your sleep data. Now, chances are if you're getting cravings, you're probably not getting enough sleep. And remember, eight hours is just a guideline. Um, if you're training like super heavy volume and working a lot, there's a chance that you might need to be pushing your sleep up even more than eight hours. Okay, And sleep, if you can get more, the more the better. Okay, Now, if you are un severely undersleeping, so maybe you're at seven, which is right on that line, or maybe it's six, or maybe it's even five, that's when you need to really address everything that's happening around your life um, and that might be causing you not to get enough sleep. And so most common ones these days are social media, so your phones um, and Instagram. And so they're going to be the first two that you're going to have to make an assessment on how important Instagram is for you and how important uh, Netflix sorry, is um, and how important those two things are to you and how much of that you can chop out of your life. Okay, And what you're going to have to do is start to actually probably come up with an end of day routine. And so if you get home from work, at, let's say after you've trained in the evening and you get home and it's 7.30 and you need to wake up for work at say 6am, that actually doesn't leave you a lot of time before you need to get into bed. Because if you're getting up at 6 a.m., that means you need to be asleep at 10 p.m., which means that you need to be probably in bed at 9.30, which is only giving you a couple of hours. And you want to have probably a little bit of downtime in there as well. So that's going to mean that you're going to have to be on point with your evening routine. Now, sometimes people like to come home and like wind down and relax. And I'm actually kind of against that. I think that you need to, while you're still in kind of focus mode and work mode or training mode, as, as soon as you get home, get all of your stuff done for the next day. So that's get your, your gym bag ready, get um, any work stuff ready that you need to, clothes, etc., etc., and 
have everything ready, cook your meal, heat up your meal, whatever your whatever food prep system you're using, get it all done and get that done as quickly as you can. So from the minute you walk in the door to the time that um, you've done, you could have all of that done in sort of like half an hour, 45 minutes. And if you get that done quicker, rather than sitting on the couch and relaxing or unwinding, you're gonna find that you're probably way more productive and then you actually have more time to relax than if you did it, broke it up, where you go relax, unwind, build up the motivation to actually get up again and then oh, then start cooking dinner and then sit down again and then pack your bag for work the next day and then sit down again, where you don't actually get any relaxation time in like one row and one go. So if you can just get everything done, get it done quickly, and then then have that relaxing time that's going to be your de-stress your unwind time but you'll probably end up being able to get about an hour hour and a half get to bed at early at, at 9 30 and then that's going to accumulate yourself into a really good amount of sleep and so if you are having cravings i probably think it is due to the fact that you're not sleeping enough and if you're not sleeping enough then we need to reduce uh, we need to figure out how to get you more sleep and so what you can see from that process that I just went through there is we're not fixing the actual problem, we're fixing the cause of the problem, okay, which is the most important thing. And that's going to be a really common trend in a lot of things that we do and the way that we work is we want to fix the cause of the problem so the problem doesn't come up anymore. And the cause, if we can fix the cause of the problem, it's likely that it's going to fix a whole other bunch of things in your um, in your life as well. And we'll be talking about more uh, more about sleep in the future. Um, the other thing that you'll need to address if you are getting cravings is that you may not be getting enough protein in. So. As we've mentioned a lot in the past, protein is one of the most important nutrients that you need in your body, especially when you're training because of the recovery purposes, but it also keeps you full and it keeps you satisfied, okay? And so when you're full and you're satisfied um, and you're fueled well, then you're going to be far less likely to crave sugar or anything because you are satisfied and you're full from the um, having adequate protein intake. And so that is, as I said, one of the reasons why we highly 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 recommend that you put one of your primary focuses as getting enough protein in every single day and that you're relentless on that as well okay so that should be like a if it's just before bed and you've got 30 grams of protein that you need to get in before bed you have that shake before bed because that protein is so important for you to get in because if you don't have it what's going to happen is the next day that's when you're going to start to have these cravings around the sweet stuff again or maybe any other sorts of cravings or maybe your hunger is going to be increased so whatever you do prioritize protein and then finally, um, the other things that you could be thinking about is increasing your fiber intake because that's another way of uh, keeping yourself satisfied. When you've got, when you're satisfied, as I said earlier, you're not going to be as likely to crave um, foods. So fiber intake, that's primarily going to come from a lot of the vegetables you eat. So just looking into getting as many high fiber veggies in as you can, and that's going to keep you full. And stress is also uh, related to these cravings as well, much in the same um, fashion that sleep is. So once again, we're looking to fix this cause of the problem. And so that's going to be looking at how you're managing stress in your life. And so that could be stress from work. That's probably the most common one, to be honest. And uh, realistically, for a lot of people, stress is not going to go away. And so just saying 
remove yourself from the stress is not very helpful advice. So trying to have some uh, de-stressing tactics that you can use to aid you in uh, these situations. And so stress can also often come from not having or feeling like you can't have, you don't have control of a situation. And so a way of regaining control is often planning. And so that might be that you just um, looking at a situation at work or something like that, that might be quite stressful and that feels kind of overwhelming. And then just taking some time, maybe on a weekend when you have a little bit more time to make a little bit of a plan about that situation and how you can overcome uh, the stressful moment. Journaling is a really popular one, but also just getting outside into nature, going for walks with no social media, no um, technology, and just clearing your head and, and just having some decompressing time. is also a really good tactic for managing your stress. And so once again, all of these tactics that I've talked about, none of them really have been don't eat the treat or don't eat the thing that you're craving. They've all been around figuring out what's causing your one, uh, what's causing your particular thing. And the only way to uh, figure out which one is yours is to make it a little, is to have a bit of self-awareness. And so it's hard for me to say uh, which particular one is going to be the one that's affecting you. So as I said at the start, it's probably highly likely related to sleep, potentially related to not um, eating enough protein or could be related to stress. And so it will be you making an assessment on yourself and saying, okay, well, which one do I likely think it is for me? Then you're gonna go out, try to implement a strategy to um, improve that particular area of your life, do it for a week or two, and then go, have I seen an improvement in my cravings? And if the answer is yes, then awesome, keep doing the stuff that you've just improved. If the answer is no, you're still getting them, then I would highly recommend that you still keep the things that you've improved, but then you try to improve something else, okay? So realistically, you only need to improve, try to improve one thing at a time. You don't wanna try and improve all the things in one go because it's overwhelming. And so just pick one thing that you're gonna try and improve, work on that, address it, uh, reassess it after a week, reassess it after two weeks, and then go from there. Also, reaching out to a coach uh, for advice um, will probably be able to help you um, pinpoint it based on uh, what we know about you as well. If you're ready to become a renegade, reach out to us at renegadeperformance.co.nz and start a free 14-day trial to see how we can help you break through your plateaus.